This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Not great. Not great, Brett. Like, why, man? Like, I'm just super chill. It's like, super chill day, man. I was, you gotta get some good vibes going. Let's get some hacky sack. Well, we should say, happy 420 to all who celebrate. That's why this episode's dropping out of release date. <laughs> And holy shit, I don't care, no amount of, like, drugs is gonna make this movie any more fun. I, yeah, it can't be done. This is, holy shit, this movie sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is one, walking through the video stores over all the years of, like, rental stores, just video stores in general, I remember always seeing Evil Bong on the wall. And it always jumped out at me, because I'm like, holy shit, there's Tommy Chong. So the entire time I've always had this like headcanon in my like about this movie is like, oh, it's Tommy Chong versus this evil bong thing and whatnot. And like Tommy Chong, he's in, even like has a chainsaw on the cover and stuff. And it's like he's and it, it's like the, he comes in at the very end. It's like the last like 20 minutes. It was one day of filming for sure. Oh, yeah. And he, he just does his most stereotypical like. I'm just a stoner guy character. Like, it's not even like how in uh, that 70s show, he, like, was really, really funny. Like, the Cheech and Chong stuff is great. This is definitely him just being like, okay, you got me for a day. Just let's just fucking get this out of the way. Yeah, took it up, man. Yeah, took it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this was a first time watch for me as well. I've yeah. known about this movie forever. And... I always assumed it must be decent. There's like a thousand sequels to it. Yeah, there's eight of these things. I'm pretty sure there's only eight. I'm pretty sure Darcy the male girl is in the later ones and everything. Oh. I don't think I'm going to make it, though. I don't think I'm making it to those ones. But I kind of want to, like, watch the other ones, because it looks like they get even more batshit crazy according to the covers. Oh, well, the covers lie if the first one's any indication. <laughs> but then also, like, none of the Puppet Master movies are any good. But, like, a few years ago, I, like, marathoned all of them. Like, that was, like, the only movie I watched, like, f first one through, like, Louis Reich. And by the time I got to Louis Reich, I'm like, well, at least this one's, like, kind of funny. But all the other ones, except for, like, the one with Greg Sestero in it's alright just because he's in it. <laughs> Dude, I'll say, I think Puppet Master, no joke, is leaps and bounds better than this. Oh, I would say yes, definitely. It has a story. Yeah. <laughs> so it's by Full Moon Pictures, who, similar to Troma, is pretty notorious for terrible movies, but they don't have that Troma charm to them, so some of them are good, right. but the ones that aren't good just are not fun. Yeah, Charles Band is very hit and miss about, like, which of his movies are amazing and, like, a lot of fun and really great. And then you have, like, Evil Bong. Or, like, I've never seen uh, Ginger Dead Man. I'm guessing it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, there's Ginger Dead Man, uh, Sorority Babes and Slimeball Borama, Puppet Master, Killjoy. Uh, there's a ton of them. And yeah. To all varying degrees of success. Yeah, and I, it's very, like you said, about, like, the trauma thing, but trauma has, like, their style. These are all over the place. Definitely. So, 
Should we get into this thing? I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be on this episode. Yeah, fucking happy 420, everyone. I hope that you're going to have a good day. Don't watch Evil Bong. Just listen to us talk about it. I feel bad for, like, people who listen, like, week to week, and at the end we say, next week is blank. So if you want to check it out (laughs) to be caught up, watch it. I feel bad for the people who watched it, like, so they could listen to this episode. They're like, oh shit, like a special, like they're doing like a 420 special episode. Like, yeah, this will be awesome. Like, what do they pick? Oh, Evil Bong, I've never seen that either. And then it's like, oh. (laughs) And I got to even say at the very beginning, like even like in high school when I was like probably at my most like, I don't know, what stereotypical like stoner high school kid. Like, I don't think I would have even liked this movie then. Or, like, if I... It would have been, like, that is the best scenario where I would have found this enjoyable. It was, like, sophomore year. And it's, like, my third time ever smoking. I just brought my first tie-dye shirt. And I'm like, holy shit, Tommy Chong. You, like, take half a hit and, like, it kills you. And then you just sit there thinking you're high. Dude, and here's the thing. Who is this movie for, do you think? You mentioned, like, that type of person. Yeah. But I don't think it's for them either. Because it's it reads, like, almost like an anti-drug PSA. Like, anti-weed movie for stoners. It's really weird. And it also kind of feels like those American Pie movies. Like, the straight-to-video ones. Oh my god, definitely. It's, it reeks of 2000s, like, raunchy comedy, which, I mean, it is. Like Van so, Wilder yeah. 2, you know? like Yeah, like, super inspired from, like, Dude, Where's My Car and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but even that was, like, funnier. Even though oh, Dude, that Where's was My horrible. Car is funny. It, yeah, but that one actually was watchable and funny, yeah. even though you knew it was bad. But this is, like, I would love to, like, time travel and hand, like, that version of myself this movie and just sit down with myself and be like, what do you think? So so you can judge your past self? No, just to see, like, it's, like, maybe, like, if I was, like, that young and, like, just, like, find out, like, oh, weed's a thing, you know, like, maybe then I would like it the same way that I would just be like, oh, yeah, like, even, like, how high is better than this? Oh, how high is fun? Yeah. All right. Evil Bong. <laughs> this movie. From 2006. Yeah. <laughs> written and directed by Charles Band, you bastard. Yeah. And supposedly he wrote this and, like, it started, it was, like, from, like, he came up with the idea to they were filming in, like, a couple weeks or something. Oh, you don't say. It doesn't, <laughs> I don't think it took much. The, the longest part was probably getting the prop made. Yeah, getting the bong made that even at like its very best does not look that great. No, it's a movie that's literally titled Evil Bong. So like the Evil Bong is the focal point. It talks. So you don't think you'd like take a little extra time and make this thing be able to emote a little or something? And I did not expect the Evil Bong to sound like a southern like I don't know, like voodoo lady or something like <laughs> It's so bad. Uh, I. By the way, look, all the thanks in the world to Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, yes. <laughs> because neither of us have this movie. Although I think I have it somewhere on one of those, like, eight horror movies, <laughs> Midnight Terror collection things. <laughs> yeah. I think it's on one of those that it's I have. Like, also on there with Nosferatu and House on Haunted Hill. Like, just like public domain yeah, but- movies. 
Yeah, the usual suspects for things like that. I think I have it on one of those, but I couldn't find it. So I searched for it streaming, and on Pluto TV, they were streaming the Elvira version. Look, thank God it was the Elvira version, because I don't think I could have taken this dry. Like, yeah. at least her, like, popping up once in a while. I'm like, okay, like, tiny I was, breath of fresh air, I can make it through it. I was the same way. I've never, like, all the years that I've seen this movie, I've probably seen it over a hundred times on the shelf. Never grabbed it. So finally when I needed it, I was like, oh, I hope it's streaming. And Greg said, oh, there's an Elvira version. It's like the 13 days of like horror that she did a few years ago. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, so even if I don't really like it or whatnot, it will be Elvira, so it will be funny. There would be long periods of time where there's so much movie and like quote-unquote comedy going on, and the only time I'd laugh is Elvira came on for two seconds, made a quip, and disappeared. I'd be like, oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, it's... She's... I probably would have even hated the Tommy Chong segment if it wasn't for her. Yeah, with her, like, because I don't think it would have been entertaining if she didn't do, like, the man count. That, like, he got up to, like, 31 or something. <laughs> yeah. So, that's what we're dealing with here. Alright, we're introduced to our main character, Alistair. He is the stereotypical, straight-laced, all-about-his-studies, slick-parted-down-the-middle-hair glasses nerd kid. They even make a, like... Uh, reference to it in just a minute when he goes in the apartment of like he looks like he's in Revenge of the Nerds like 22. Yes. And he's it's very Herbert West he's answering the ad for a room and he meets his new roommates Brett, Bachman, and Larnell. Yeah, Larnell. Yeah, there's a Brett in this movie and they spelled it right. Okay, so <laughs> Brett is the sporty guy. He's all about his old baseball trophies and everything. Bachman is the most stereotypical <laughs> surfer stoner type. I love Bachman. It's just it's like he doesn't get off the couch the whole time, like for most of it. Like he's like he's like the super stoner, like, whoa. Like, dude. And he's just like stereo like if Mad Magazine wrote a stoner like surfer guy, it's Bachman. Yeah. And then Larnell, who is more of your actual, probably typical stoner of the time. Right. Alright, now we have our full cast of characters, and Al, like, they start smoking. Alistair, or as they call him, Al, which he does not like, he prefers Alistair, doesn't smoke, but has no objection to them. He's like, no, I don't have any objection to um, you guys partaking, but I need all of my mental ability intact to be able to do my problems. So, here's another question about this. Did it look like it was shot on, like, a Nokia cell phone? Like, what, what was going on here? It was, like, worse than, like, 80s VHS quality movies that were, like, shot on tape. Like, it was, like, shot through a potato, like, fits perfectly in this scenario. It was so bad, wasn't it? So that just wasn't me taking that. No, oh, it was terrible. And, um, get used to this room. Because we only ever get, I think, one other set, and that's the strip club. That isn't even real, it's like metaphysical place. Yeah, so we're stuck in The Room, which was a much more appropriate name for this movie. And then, like, the medical, metaphysical, like, dream strip club, where all the dancers looked uncomfortable. Man, this movie is just... I can't... Okay, I'll get over it. Yeah, the movie's bad, Greg. Move on. I know. It's just really fucking bad. But 
Larnell's talking because he saved up money to buy this haunted bog. Haunted bog. Like we're talking about Victor Crowley. (laughs) (laughs) To buy this haunted bong. The ad in High Times Magazine, which is like the ultimate, like, thing once again is like you're in high school and like you your parents took you to the mall and like they went to go to jc Penney's and you go into like the bookstore and you're like yeah i'm gonna read high times like there's no way they're still in print is there oh it probably is i bet i have no idea i think yeah i think playboy's even back in print so but Alistair tells him that it's probably fake, along with... I think everyone's telling him it's probably not haunted, but he still orders it and everything. Um, the, a few days later, I want to point out, Larnell's playing Mario, I believe it's Super Mario Bros. 3 on the TV. Yeah. And they have the wrong sound effects for the video game. Oh, really? Yes, that is not the Super Mario Bros. 3 soundtrack or sound effects or anything. See, I'm glad that you're the gamer that can catch things like that. It was like... They were have like Gallagher, like pew 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 pew, pew <laughs> like sound effects to Mario running around, but whatever. I also love like Alistair gets all annoyed because he's like studying. He has like fifty books out. He might as well just be like writing E equals M C squared on like a whiteboard and like rubbing his chin about it, like hmm. <laughs> and he goes over and he's like, "I've asked you several times to quiet down with this video game," and like he. It looks like he goes to turn it off, but he mutes it, and then it cuts away, and then it cuts back to where the TV's back in frame, and now the TV's off. But nothing happened. It, they could have just teach him how to turn the TV off? Or, or, like, before shooting the scene? Or just, like, walk over, and I was like, okay, he just muted it, so he's not being, like, a dickhead and, like, unplugging the console or something, but... Then it cuts back, and he's like, oh, we forgot to turn the TV off. It's like the Ed Wood thing. It's like, no one will see that. It's all about the big picture. Yeah, but what big picture here? I get what Ed Wood meant. Like, he had this grand, like, epic idea in his head for, like, Plan 9. I get what he was going for. You know what I mean? What was the grand picture here? Money. (laughs) Money, 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 money. You know what? Like, jokes aside, it worked for him. Holy shit. Like, yeah. if you talk about how much I'm sure this movie cost to shoot, which was pretty much nothing, <laughs> I'm sure he's, like, it's like winning the lottery for him. Tommy Chong was the most expensive thing in this entire movie, and I'm pretty sure he's not it. back in any of the sequels. Yeah, I guarantee it was him. But the delivery guy shows up at the door. He's suspicious of him, but they let him in. <laughs> he has this giant box. What is it? Well, what's in the box? What's in the box? He's yelling at him the whole time. But he's like, I don't know. I don't look at the packages. It's policy. He's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm very for policy. I'm very like official. And but he's really weird. And it's like this like old man. The old man's the most interesting character in the movie. This guy. I like old woman. Okay, I know what you're getting to. (laughs) We'll get there. But I also want to point out this box that they bring it in. It was clearly a real box that they had laying around on set that they bring the bong in, which that's normal, you know what I mean? Right. That's something that's fair to reuse. But whatever the box was sent from, obviously, was a brand that they didn't have permission to show in the movie, and they literally duct taped over whatever brand this box was, like where it was from. Oh, which is not the first time they do that in this movie. 
Well, it's the first time, but not the only time. Because later they're oh, drinking. I don't think I got another time. Yeah, they're drinking beer later. Because Alistair won't smoke pot, but he brings in a case of beer, and it's like, "I'll drink with you." Like that's any better? And oh yeah, the the great like American weed is terrible. Here's beer commercials on like National Football League. Yeah, because which don't get me wrong, go ahead, show the commercials, but it's so weird and backwards. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's drinking beer with them, and they're Coors Light cans, but they just put a piece of, like, literal, like, duct tape over Coors. Oh my god, so I did catch that one, I caught the box one. Yeah, I saw that one, where at first I didn't catch it, and then I saw, like, it was perfectly in frame, it's like bright orange duct tape. And I was like, that's a Coors Light can, you can see the mountains, like. (laughs) But they open the bong box, and they all smoke out of it for the first time. And nothing really weird happens here, but they're like, oh, that was great, wasn't it? And they're arguing over whether it was anything special or just good weed. I love Bachman's like, yeah, man, like, it's great weed, but, like, it's not, it's, like, elevated. Like, it's not any better than it always usually is. <laughs> well, they have this debate, and Larnell puts it on Brett's trophy shelf, which we know is a big deal, because <laughs> earlier Bachman put a conch shell on there, and he was yelling at him. That scene was actually kind of funny, where he's yelling out about the conch shell, and he yeah. throws the girl like, you broke it, I can't hear the ocean anymore. It's <laughs> like, fuck you, man. But I love, like, it's also just so stupid, of like, these guys are in college, and they're like, wait a minute, we gonna put the bong on the shelf? like and it's a five minute scene of them doing this and talking about it yeah but they do put it there that night the bong starts making quiet creepy noises and starts glowing alistair sees it but nothing happens all right 24 hours later card also there's all these random transitions in this movie should we talk about this yeah it doesn't like add to it whatsoever it's just like oh okay it's the next day just because no but i mean like the weird like loading screens they have where it's just like weed like smoke (laughs) and like pot leaves flying around and everything with a bunch of green like for about 20 seconds and then it's the next scene do you remember when like your family had like the desktop computer in the house and you would download like backgrounds that like moved and stuff for it and like screensavers that's all it is it's like some stoner guy's screensaver at like college it's just like weed plants spinning around it's like 420 also like i don't know what it's like a cypress hill type band is playing like underneath all of this movie yeah, they had their name in the opening credits. I forgot to write it down, but like music by blank. But it's all like, and you take the gun, just smoking, you take it from the seed, and then you put it in your lungs. It's like explaining, like, it's like country music guys explaining their trucks and drinking beer. It's like they're explaining, like, every single detail about smoking. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know how to make a list. Like the bastard children of Cottonmouth Kings and Sublime. Yeah. Brett comes home with two girls. Their names are, because I should know them, because they're like the only other characters in this movie, Luan and Janet. Yeah. Damn it, Janet. I love you. One is wearing a cheerleader outfit, and I was like, are you on the cheer team? And he's like, no, I just wear it because it turns Brett on, and... 
they're talking and Alistair all of a sudden gets a massive heart on in front of the girls and he was washing dishes before so it's all sudsy. Yeah, he they're like, Were you doing a chemistry experiment? And yeah, his crotch is covered in like foam and he's like, Whoa and like covering his crotch and stuff. That's the level of humor we're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got a boater and it is all sudsy. Hey, boy, oh, 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 waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> but the girls talk trash on the bong right before leaving, oh, and they leave with Brett. And the bong you hear is go, bitch. Yeah, they call the bong, what is it, Um, a moldy dick or something they call it? I think that is what it yeah. was, yes. It looks like a moldy cock. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, they're walking away and it's, it's like, what the fuck did you call me? It's like, it was probably Bachman, man. <laughs> I love Bachman's always like at a perpetual state of either passed out or just about to pass out. Yeah, it's like they're doing heroin. This is like an opium den. This isn't a bunch of stoners. Like, they just sit around and sleep all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Bachman, that night, Bachman's sleeping on the couch like he always does, and the bong sucks his soul out. And. Basically, tell me if you got this. That's the way I take it. The bong kills you and basically steals your life, stores it inside the bong, and then you're like in this weird metaphysical strip club world where you die over and over. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. It's like, because, I mean, spoiler alert, this is another Krampus, where like at the very end, everything's fine. Oh, we'll get there. (laughs) Probably. But, um... Yeah, I don't. Maybe remember. someone it's not fine for everyone else. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get there. We'll have a discussion. Um, I think he's all right. Uh, it like the bong smokes you, and then like it, you give it life over and over again because it keeps killing you with like weird bras. Yeah, that's a weird theme too. But yeah, he's at the strip club and this goth girl wearing skull boobs like starts giving him a lap dance what's this little thing called by the way that i know is from something Ooh, i don't know the little like uh the little thing with the bone through his nose and the spear oh he's see for a brief second here he's from one of another uh full moon movie okay i'm not sure what but they just like to put their own cameos in the strip club scenes, that's all. Oh yeah, because like, later on, Ginger Dead Man is there. Um, yes. One of the demonic toys shows up later. Yep, those were the two I knew. I yeah. didn't know what this one was. Me neither, but I, it looks definitely a lot like something that would be in one of his other movies. Yeah. But, that's going on, and the skull boobs bite him and kill him, and so now Brett's dead. Next morning, I mean, not Brett, Bachman is dead. Whoa, man, like, my name's Bachman. What's wrong with you? How's my mellow? Bachman from Dimension Z. <laughs> like, what up, man? Your gore fiends and horror hounds is kind of trippy. <laughs> the next morning, Brett comes home, and Bachman's dead, and the bong looks slightly <laughs> different, like it's coming back to life. And they're all panicking, and they decide to drop Bachman's body off at his parents' house, and that's the plan. There's a knock at the door, though, and Larnell's grandpa has come over. I look like, look out, who is it? It looks like, it's an old man. <laughs> what does he say? It's something like that. It's like, it's, it's an old man. It's like, oh, fuck, it must be my grandpa. What's he doing here? 
<laughs> so they stashed Larnell's body on another couch that I had not seen till this point, and just covered up with a bunch of blankets and everything. Right, Bachman. Bachman. Did I say Brett again? No, he said Larnell. You said the other one. Oh my god, I'm gonna get all of them mixed up. Not, it doesn't They're matter. The They're all the same person. They have very tiny yeah. traits where Bachman surfs, and one of the other ones plays baseball. Yeah, so Bachman is covered up with everything. I thought we were going to have a Weekend at Bernie situation. <laughs> oh, where they're doing the hand and stuff. No, that's too clever. Well, like, I just thought they'd have him like, oh yeah, he's still sleeping. And everyone right. would just buy it because it's him. Yeah, which they could have done, just put sunglasses on him or something. And they're like, oh yeah, he's just passed out. But the grandpa comes in and he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's just yelling. I'm like, you are a disappointment. You're a waste. I should have done. Just going on forever. He meets Alistair. He's like, well, this one's all right. Much better than the other one. Where is he? Oh, he moved out. But then, why are you here, grandpa? He's like, well, I'm here to introduce you to your new grandmother. And so he found a new lady. And this whole scene is weird. <laughs> It's all, like, I met her playing, like, if I remember right, it was, like, racquetball or tennis or something. Yeah, and she's, like, yeah. she has a hell of a, like, um, libido on her. And she's fucking, she's got some fucking great legs and stuff. And she'll keep you up all night long. We were up all night long last night. Come in here, honey. And it's the fucking, like, nicest, sweetest looking, like, woman that's in her like late 90s it looks like where she's like hello and she's like this little <laughs> <Get> here <laughs> this little like white-haired little lady with like a walker and she just goes and sits down and just sits there and gets her paycheck for being a old woman dude it's so funny like because right before it's like oh she's great like lordell's like is she hot they're going on and on and then this old lady just like Barely comes through. She's wasting her last week of life coming up to this apartment. Yeah, for, to film Evil Bong. And I even love, like, <laughs> whoever the nephew or grandson is, like, oh, you're bringing her over here so I can fuck her after you're done fucking her. Like, right, Grandpa? And Grandpa's like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. And then that's the end of this. Pretty much has no point, but it was kind of funny, so whatever. If any, like, slight positive, keep in it, even if it has nothing to do with anything. Which, this is, like, the first genuine laugh the actual movie got out of me. Not just Elvira popping up doing her, like, little quips. So, we get another blooper next. I I didn't look any of these ones up. They were just so many, it was easy to catch a ton of them. Did you catch... Remember in the 2000s, like, old cell phones, when you'd have them near speakers and stuff, they do it... Sounds? Yeah. That happens in this movie. I'm like, <laughs> do I have interference from something on my end? I rewound it like ten times. I was in the same spot every time. Like, someone just had their cell phone by the boom mic or something. Oh, that's all. Someone's getting a text. <laughs> yeah, and they just decide to leave it in. That's all. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's fine. We don't have that much film left. This is on, like, we're recording this on video, not film. Yeah, we can't waste it, though. That's not how it works. We don't have enough SIM cards back then. Yeah, we have one SIM card. We got to do this one, and we're doing three more movies on this one. Yes. But, um, Al's talking, Alistair's talking to him and says the weed might have killed Bachman. They don't think so. They don't believe it because they all smoke the weed. They're fine, but it's a possibility. Then they decide they're going to hide the body still until the next day because they're having a party tonight. This seems like a logical solution. And Alistair is, like, not into it whatsoever. This is when they're drinking the not Coors Light, Coors Light. And um, 
all they have to do to convince Alistair to do it is like, there could be women there who like might bang you. And he's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so later Larnell's sitting there in what appears to be a different room, but is made not clear at all. I don't know where this is, but it's supposed to be there. Is this an added scene? Like, and they didn't have access to the apartment anymore? Yeah, it's weird. Like, the chairs aren't set up. Like, the couch is gone. The table's gone. Like, there's a lot of shit jammed into this room. All of a sudden, it's blank. It's just him. Yeah, and the bong's, like, talking to him. Tells him to take a hit. And he does. And so then the bong sucks his soul out. And we get our next strip club vision. Yeah, and he uh, sees that Bachman's in there. And Bachman's like, this is great, man. Like, grab yourself a lady and it's like, chill. I love how, like, um, the bong, the evil bong that, uh, called Edie is basically like a DJ at the very head of the strip club with a bouncer that looks like Macho Man. Yes, <laughs> quite. Well, at first, I was like, is that Macho Man? <laughs> uh, he still would have been alive at this time I don't think it is no it's not there's no way no fucking way <laughs> because he didn't do any of his like I got you oh yeah <laughs> like shit <laughs> but also there besides Bachman is Ginger Dead Man like we said yeah. and Grandpa and like Ginger Dead Man's jerking off like he tells Grandpa off and, like, the bouncer takes him out of the scene. Yeah. This was actually just another laugh, but it was from Elvira, because it's the ginger dead man jerking off, and she, like, holds up a tarp, and, like, all this icing hits it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See? We should be laughing more at the horror host than, like, what's going on. I know, it's, like, more of, like, oh, what's Elvira gonna do next? Shark boobs get him. Girl with shark boobs. Yes. Kill Larnell. That's it. Uh, Luan and Janet come over, and they all smoke except for Alistair. Luan's crazy horny, and oh. there's a weird scene with a pogo stick that I don't quite understand what was happening. And Elvira pops in again. She's like, that's a pogo, not a dildo. And that was funny. But yeah, she goes like, it's insane. It's like uh, the um urban legend of like Spanish fly that like in the 80s where you'd get it from like a gas station bathroom and it's supposed to make girls go insane and stuff like there's the urban legend that the girl like got so horny that she like tried to fuck a gear shift and it killed her or something oh okay but it's like she's acting like what the stereotype of that is like times 10 that's so weird yeah i don't even get what they're trying to like i said to go back to my thing earlier i don't get who this is for like is it because Anyone who smokes weed knows this is not accurate. And sure, you could play it up. Well, that's the evil bong thing. But, like, so it almost feels like an anti-weed PSA that's made for stoners. I just still can't quite figure that out, what it's supposed to be. It's made for people that are, like, young enough where, like, you haven't smoked weed yet, but you're thinking about it. And you're probably, like, about a week or two away from trying it. But you're going to watch this to, like, psych yourself up because you still have no idea and you're, like you know, whatever, like 14. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, because it's like, it's just that and like boobs. Like that's all the movie is. And like, that's all I can see. Like is like middle school or like early high school boys being like, Oh yeah, the weed and boob movie. But it's rated R of course. 
Yeah, that's how it always is, though. Yeah. They notice that... Oh, Alistair notices that Larnell was, Larnell was dead, and also notices that the bong changed again. Uh, right when he's figuring this out, the bong takes Brett and Luan souls, and another strip club scene. We get the Demonic Toys cameo. <laughs> the bouncer takes Luan away, and lip boobs bite Brett's dick. Oh yeah, where this is where Brett was talking. Like earlier in the movie, they were like trading blowjob stories, which of course you do with all your friends. Oh, oh yeah. How many times have we all sat around and be like, "Oh yeah, and this one other time I got a blowjob." You know, it's like no one does this. Um, but he's talking about like, "Oh yeah, this girl was like a piranha. Her teeth were like and whatnot." And it's her in the strip club, and it's funny because she's like. I'll give you a piranha or something like that. And yeah, choose his dick, which is funny. I don't think we have ever sat around and exchanged these stories. No, it's not in all thing. the years we've known each other. 99% of the time, this never happens. There's like a weird group of like guys maybe that would do that, but it's very rare. Like we sit around and talk about like, I found this DVD at Goodwill. <laughs> no way. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Also, the bong, like, like, oh, I okay, think, yeah, uh, this bong oh, go ahead. You're good. does not have the kind of voice you're thinking of. It's an evil, demonic bong, but it's like this woman's voice. It's like, hello, honey, and whatnot. I got you now, and stuff. And it's like, okay, I did not expect this voice coming out of, like, does it change in the later movies to make it sound more menacing? Or is it always like, lady that sounds like she's going to have a really good dinner in the kitchen when you go over. I don't know. Let me know when you find out, because I'm yeah. not doing it. Oh, I want to watch the rest of these for sure. Is this going to be a yearly every 420? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like Next year, we can do the second one, and then we have to make it to like at least eight years. Oh, God. To do all okay. this. <laughs> but the... In the strip club, the no, not in the strip club. Back in the apartment, the bong starts talking shit and is about to take Janet's soul. And Jimbo, who is played by Tommy Chong, shows up for his bong out of nowhere. He just opens the door to the apartment and walks in. And he's like, oh, hey, man, that's my bong. My wife sold it. <laughs> At this point, Janet has also been taken into the bong, I should say. Yeah, his wife sold it and... He wants it back. It's just been in storage the whole time. And it comes up later, too, of she sold my bong and my Hot Wheels, man. Can I say that's important? I guess. Yes. For this reference movie, later. yes. I guess, yeah, if we want to scale it to this movie, that would be important. We have to grasp <laughs> at what we can here. <laughs> Al says he's going to go in after. It's too late, man. Once they're in there, no, I'm going to go, well, if you're going to go in there, take these. What are these? That he gives them. They're vitamins, man. I don't know. What are they actually? What are they, though? I don't know. It's like special pills that like, make you not high like immediately. So you aren't under the grasp anymore. It's not like Narcan, because that's for like hardcore drugs. Like if you gave a if you gave a stone or Narcan, he would probably die from it. Like it is like weird Alice in Wonderland magic like pills or whatever. Like I don't know or the Matrix to bring him out. Or and it's very much of like the uh first Cheech and Chong movie up in smoke where he's given them to uh 
oh yeah, Chong's giving him to Cheech, and Cheech takes him. He's like, don't take those, man. He's like, I already took them, man. He's like, ho, 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 ho. You just took <laughs> the most acid I've ever seen anyone take in my whole life. Hope you're not busy for about a month. <laughs> oh shit, man. I've never taken any acid before, man. My head's gonna be like a pumpkin, man. Shut up, man. <laughs> That's a good movie. That I would rather be watching that movie. After you're done listening to this wonderful episode, watch Up and Smoke. <laughs> yes. But, okay, so Alistair smokes from the bong for the first time and goes into it. <laughs> it's also just funny. He takes the tiniest little, like, <gasps> like hit from it. And I love, yeah. like, this is where, like, Tommy Chong is sitting there, like, coaching him. He's like, yeah, man, took it. Took it up, man. <laughs> this this fucking movie (laughs) but Alistair's in there and while he's in there Jimbo is trying to destroy the bong (laughs) would that kill everyone inside of it I don't know or would it release them I don't know I love his big idea is he brought a hammer (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm assuming he tried this before but he brings a hammer that there's a force field, so it fails. And then he gets out the chainsaw, which is the picture that you see on the cover that you think is going to be a way bigger deal. Nope. Just him hitting a force field with a chainsaw. That's it. The bone keeps being like, oh, Lordy, don't do that! <laughs> In the bong, Alistair resists the strippers. What does he have this, this line? It's like, you're pelvic like your dangerous pelvic thrusts don't affect me or something like that yeah it's all these like nerdy like he's using everything's like scientific name and whatnot kind of but he goes to rescue janet and by rescue i mean basically cock blocks her and like pulls her out of like the cage with a stripper and jimbo at this point has decided to get the dynamite yeah, which it's the comically, like, it's like Looney Tunes dynamite with, like, the clock on it, and it's just, like, dynamite in a roll. Like, it's funny. Yeah. Fire in the hole! And, but the bong starts smoking itself as a distraction, and we have this tense standoff <laughs> between Jimbo and the bong of, oh, I, I build up a tolerance, man, I'm okay. Oh, you're not okay, you want this. Like, it feels like it goes on for, like, a solid minute of him staring at the bong and like saying that he's okay and he falls over. Yeah, because you know he's going to fall over and lose. That's where this ends. So I keep thinking yes. it's about to happen and then it doesn't. Is this is this some of that BC Bud man? Oh, you know it, sugar. Oh no, man! BC Bud's like a really good kind of marijuana. If you don't know, this movie's about marijuana, man. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the bong, Alistair stands up to the bong. It's like, everyone should be able to smoke weed if they want, or not smoke weed. It's just a giant way to say that. And they take the vitamins, and they escape. That's it. That's all they did. It's like the end of the first Hellraiser, where, how do we stop the Cenobites? Close the box. Oh, yay! It's that simple. Also, I love, like, the bong, like, E.B. is in her full form now. Which is like a face. There's the face, but it doesn't articulate whatsoever. Sometimes the eyes move, and like the hoses flap around like tentacles. Yeah, that's that's the evil bong. Yeah. Um. But now Jimbo's come into the bong since he passed out, 
but he still has the dynamite strapped to him. So, gotcha. Blows himself and the bong up. Rest in peace, Jimbo. Mm. Everyone in the apartment wakes back up. Like, and I mean everyone. So, like, thank <laughs> God they didn't, like, drop the body off. Like, imagine they drop Bachman up and they're just about to, like, cremate him or something, and he wakes up then. That would terrify everybody. They fucking pull a Sopranos, and they, like, tie, like, a weight to his ankle and, like, drop him over a bridge into the water. And he wakes up, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't, though, honestly. Like, yeah. all the ideas they were considering. No, there's, like, chicks coming to this party, man. We might get laid. Yeah, exactly. Two of them for... Okay, whatever. <laughs> um... Everyone wakes up except for Jimbo, and then we get a shot of Jimbo in the bong afterlife. Now he's in charge, because he killed the bong that's inside of the bong with dynamite outside of the bong that's attached to him. Right. Yes, and it's him playing with Hot Wheels, <laughs> driving over the stripper's boobs. I mean, I guess he's got a pretty cool afterlife. Where he's like, uh-oh, and that's the movie. is the truck gonna make it over the mountain? <laughs> it's like literally jokes like that, like that caliber, which is funny because yeah. it cuts back to Elvira, like doing the same thing on her like chesticles. And it's like yeah. she makes it funny, Dude, at least. I don't know how anyone got through the regular version. Like, oh, yeah. like I said, my all of my enjoyment almost came out from the Elvira version, which I guess we shouldn't even be talking about because most people just watch the movie. But that was the only <laughs> way to get through it. Yeah, and thank God, like you said, like we you found that version and told me about it. Because if I just watched the movie itself, it would have been like, oh, okay, what the fuck do we talk about with this? <laughs> so Jimbo is dead and in the bong fraternity, I guess. I guess he's dead, yeah. Okay. Alright, so that was Evil Bong. Yeah. Fucking way to harsh my mellow movie. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just get to Count of the Dead? Yeah, that's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Where are we at? <laughs> Alright. This is your first episode of the Throg with Horror Count of the Dead. So we're tallying up all the deaths in the movie. We add them to our grand total of all the movies we've done to get a nice big number the Count of the Dead. Last episode we did was Frankenhooker, which left us with a count of the dead of 977. Where do you think Evil Bong brought us, Brett? Hey, Spike! <laughs> um, got one. I know there's one. Okay, yep. Yeah. Unless one you death, count the correct. bong as a live thing? No. Okay. No. It's a cursed object. Yay. Brings us to 978. Uh, you got the count of the dead. I got this one right. Woo. <laughs> well, every week, Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I do my ratings from Dimension Z. Um, so basically, my rating system is I go 1 through 10, 1's being the worst, 10's the best, and I pick something from the movie to rate the thing. And I can't think of anything more fitting for this movie and this day than just to pick weed. Yeah. So, number one worst version of weed is probably what you got in high school. You were just happy that you got something that resembled weed, but if you look back, it was definitely like dirt weed. It's brown. It's 50% seeds, which, like, that's a fucking horrible, like, taste in your mouth if you get a fucking seed. Okay. Number 10 is, I'm thinking, like, God. You got like some like dabs of some really good like sativa, and it's first thing in like in the day, 
and you're fucking stoned as hell, but like you got like a lot of energy now and like you get a lot of shit done and you feel really good about yourself, but you're listening to the Grateful Dead all day. Okay. So this movie, God, I'm going to give it two weed out of 10. It's like just a step up from dirt weed. It's not brown, but it's not very green. Yeah, it's. I also I gave it two. Yeah, same. Like that's. It's not the worst thing in the world, no. man. Is it not a good time? I I will probably never watch it again. <laughs> I'm like, fact, I've been I thinking can't about imagine it. a scenario where I do. I've been thinking about it, and I could see myself like give it a couple days. I might watch it again like late at night if I'm in the right kind of mood. And just to see how it is again on a second viewing, I could get like 10 minutes in and be like, oh no, and turn it off or at least put on Evil Bong 2. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think I will. But yeah, happy 420. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad we covered it. Yeah. That's what it is. Which, like I said, as the number of years I've seen this movie and seen like this uh, video cover finally being to watch it and knowing like what's behind the mystery was cool. But also it's also like, Oh, so that's what I thought about for all those years of like, what is that movie about? Dude, every franchise that has like a ton of sequels deep has like a point where it just goes like absolutely bonkers. Yeah. I want to find which movie that is and watch that one. I'm not interested in watching two, probably not three, maybe once we hit four, Maybe that's where that starts happening. Oh, yeah. Well, there's like uh, Evil Bong 420 is four. So that's got to be pretty good. There's Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Uh, Evil Bong 2 is called King Bong. And it looks like this ginormous like Tower Bong. So who knows what that is? <laughs> okay. Evil Bong 666 looks like they're in hell. That'd be cool. <laughs> well, only five more years till we get to that one. Damn it. Alright, you want to know what we're doing next? Yeah, what's next week, man? Dude, a crazy different movie, but one I'm very excited to do. Next week we're doing Destroy All Monsters. Oh, yes, we're back into some more Godzilla. It's been uh, probably about a year since we've done a Godzilla movie, so... It's been over a year, yeah. I'm excited to do Godzilla and Toho 60s Godzilla. Yes, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. And that's all I got. All right, man. Well, we hope that, like, Evil Bong's left, like, your vibes all good. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else. Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week. If you dare. <laughs>